So that's what all this was about, huh? Well, maybe I should go and visit this alloy fellow. Last time on Lost Legends of Scadriel. I still want to continue with my plan. The most selfish of them all. Merida, I'm so glad you're coming. I was super nervous about what to say. But now that you're here, you can be the brains. Question about my dead drops. Is there any way that I can try and track down like who stole them? Do I see anybody in there? Oh, hello, Sule. Welcome to my shop. What is it that you want me to make for you? A wooden sword lined with obsidian blades. Perhaps money is not the best way for you to purchase this with. Maybe I do you a favor, you do me a favor, and we call it good. We, we heard that uh, you had an unfortunate incident recently. One of the last surviving beads of Atium. He wanted it to be crafted into a beautiful piece of jewelry, and had given it to one of the jewelers in the city. But these scoundrels, it seems that they're popping up more and more recently, stole it from the jewelry shop. That's right, madam. I have many people in different places that I can have an information network to find what we need. I can surely help you with your stolen problem. We've fallen off the, the beaten path a little bit. But you have to understand, that son of a bitch stabbed me in the back. And it shoots out and it buries itself into the very flimsy wood that's right next to her head where she's holding the door shut. And as it buries through the wood, you keep pushing it until it shoots out the other side and hits the back wall. And then you still just keep pushing until it's all the way through and it clatters to the ground on the other side of the building outside of it. And she, like, looks down at her where your foot is, looks at the door that how has a hole in it, looks at the wall behind her, which now has a matching hole to boot, and uh, she gives you the location, uh, or at least the last location she knew where he was at, where he brought her to. Hello, and welcome back to the Lost Legends of Scadriel Mistborn Adventure Game Podcast. I am your host and narrator, Trevor. You can find me on the 17th Shard Forums as 5th of Dra- Daybreak. And with me, we have the rest of the Lost Legends. Hi, I'm John. I go by Clovermite, and I play Tony Darkomancy. I'm David, and I play Lord Falcom. My name is Brian, and my character is called Tajmel. I'm Kelly, and I play Merida. All right, I think we will jump back into the session where we last left off with uh, Tajmil on a hunt to chase down the former members of his thieving crew. Uh, he had just found the lo- uh, figured out the location of it, and I think, Brian, you would be heading straight there if I am reading your intentions correctly. Oh, absolutely. I want to get my shit and my stuff back. All right, so we will jump ahead in time. Uh, we'll say that she gave you the location of, like, a bar slash tavern um, where they might have, like, a couple of beds that you can rent, and that's where uh, she told you she had last found, uh, she had last been told to meet this guy. Is there like an innkeep that I can go up and start hassling for info? Yeah, there would at least be a bartender. All right, so I'd go in there, order, how much money do I have on me? Can I get a drink? Yeah, we can have you take a drink without doing any resources. All right, and just start making small chat with them, be like, so this is a nice place you got here. Um, you get any regulars? Re- I mean, it seems like a pretty hopping business. You probably have some pretty loyal customers. Hi, we got a few at that. You wouldn't happen to know, do I know any, like, physical descriptors, distinct tattoos, birth markings of, like, the individual I'm after? Um, go wild, but please don't go buck wild. All right. Uh, well, I'm just saying that because I'm going to ask him, be like, yo, I'm looking for uh, my brother. I don't know if you've seen him around here. It's been a while since I've been back. I've been out doing jobs out west. And um, he uh, he always used to talk about this place in letters that he'd write me. 
What what does he look like? Well, he's got two eyeballs, and uh, they're each one has its own color. And um, he he's kind of a gangly fellow. He doesn't really. He's got like a big nose and blue hair. Have you seen him? You're talking about Harzil, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, Harzil. You know it. Oh man. I'm sorry, it's been so long since I've been back here. When's the last time you've seen him? Well, I think he's upstairs in his room right now. I'll be damned. He never well, mentioned you know having what? any brothers, though. Pardon? Well, they, when I when I say brothers, I mean, me and him were part of the same fraternal order, and that's just kind of a term we use. I, I, I think I understand. All right, well, I've got a few things to do. Maybe I'll stop by and visit him sometime. And then I would proceed to go out and see. You said he's on the second story, right? Yeah. Upstairs. Yeah, we'll say that there's a um, second story where the rooms are. All right. Is there any way for me to access this building on the second floor without the barkeep seeing it and without going directly into a room that he obviously would just see me jump through or something? Give me a spirit roll. Okay. Seven. All right. I got, what is that, three threes, two fours, and two sixes. There is an open window that you think you can see through, and you don't see, like, any uh, any lamps burning or anything like that. Oh, it's nighttime? No, but, like, you, you just can't see anything that would oh. make you think that it's a room. Right on. Um, I guess uh, coin shot up there, if I can. Yeah, give me an allomancy roll and just get a one. Just one die? It's five. I got a pair of ones and a pair of sixes and a five. All right. Yeah. So you uh, you skate through right in there and like you kind of thread the needle. So you just nothing but net right in there and then land without a sound. Okay. Tell me uh, what do I see? Because I'm looking for these. I, I don't know exactly what they stole that was like if it had a large mass or if this was something that was like information or you know uh, your dead drops would probably just be like boxings boxing so like yeah like gold coins okay so um, you're looking down this hall and uh basically just think of like a long corridor at the top of a flight of stairs with room shooting out of, you know like hotel room basically okay hotel hallway so start sneaking down the hallway carefully listening do i know like okay so this has got multiple rooms in it then, right? Yeah, the way we'll handle this is give me another Alamancy roll. Yeah, five. Two twos, two sixes, and a one. Okay, so as you're walking down the corridor, you keep your um, al- your steel burning, and you're trying to keep an eye on the lines that shoot out from you as you kind of increase and decrease the strength of it, and you're basically using it like a, a inbuilt metal detector. And you go by one of the rooms, and an entire cluster of lines all seem to point to the same spot. And it's something that you've done before when you're casing out houses without having to search through everything and try and find, like, bits and pieces of coins. Like, you know that usually when you see this cluster of blue lines leading to one specific spot, that means there's a large number of coins there. Okay, um, can I enter this room... Or crack the door somewhat. I, I mean, I don't know if the door is locked, and that was something else. I didn't know if I would be able to use my deft hands to pick at all, if there's a way for me to do this by manipulating the pens inside of the cylinder by pushing on them or something. Uh, we'll make lock, this basically. in uh, extended contest. I am going to What's have it? you roll your physique against his wits. Okay. Oh boy! So the fir- we're going to do uh, a total of three contests. Best two out of three wins. Uh, one for picking the door, one for sneaking in and grabbing the coins, and one for getting out. So three. Uh, three total rolls. Okay. All right. All right. Um. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh. Can I get one more for my my? Uh, uh one for stealth acrobatics, absolutely, and okay. one more for deft hands. Right on. All right, I got, uh, crap. I, I got one, two, three, four, five, literally. Um, you open the door and you hear it crack, and as you take your first step into the room, 
Uh, you see where he was facing out the window, and like he kind of tenses up and goes alert, but he doesn't turn quite yet. Go ahead and give me your next okay. roll. Alright. Oh, boy. I got two fours, a five, a three, and a two. Uh, so you, you sneak in, and you get a good idea to where the coins are, um, just lying in a pouch inside of a drawer. And you manage to sneak that drawer open and grab the bag of coins. One last roll. Okay. Oh, boy, this makes me nervous here. Uh, two sixes, a five, a three, and a two. All right, do you want to use those two nudges to re-roll the rest of your dice? Yep. I got a six, a four, and a two. Hold on a minute. I'm thinking about using a spirit here. Will that let me only re-roll the three, then? I'll let you spend three spirit to re-roll all of them. All right, I'll do that. Okay. You're looking to beat a pair of twos and a nudge. Okay, yeah, I should be able to get this. Uh, two fours, a three, a two, and a one. Yeah, so uh, easy as that. You sneak back out the corridor, and uh, as soon as you're out there, you leave the door open, you run for the window, jump out, and you make it clean. Um, Sweet. You, for all intents and purposes, we will get rid of your limitation on spending. Right on. All right, let us uh, jump back to... Uh, Tony, Falcombe, and Merida. Were any of you guys going to do anything before you headed back to the townhouse? When did Falcombe nope. meet with us? He, he didn't, but I'm including him in the group. I think Lord Falcombe just goes to the townhouse. Merida, how about you? I think I just turn to Tony and just be like, you know, contrary to, contrary to what we normally do, I'm inclined to actually help her and give back the ATM. Same. Wow, it's like you're psychic. Or or maybe we're psychic. Tony, you realize you're talking to an informant. I do? Uh, I mean, yes, I do. So knowing things is my job. Oh, right. So you're psychic. And you're an idiot. <laughs> How many times a day do we have to go over that? Jeez, come up with some new jokes, Merida. That one's not funny anymore. <laughs> Jeez, Merida, you're me. supposed to be the smart one. You don't remember that I'm stupid? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, as as I approach the door, I'm just going to basically like throw it open and be like, We did it! And then, then pick up Fluffles and, and lounge on the couch, petting him and riding affection. <laughs> I have uh, suddenly had this image of my head of you, like, holding him above your head, kind of like some uh, cat owners do, and, like, spinning in a circle as you yell, we did it! Oh, yeah, I'm retconning, that's exactly what I'm doing. I don't know if you can do that uh, anymore. Fl- Fluffles wouldn't be bigger than, like, a, a smallish dog at this point. Like, he's bigger than a rabbit, bigger than the average cat, but, like, not, like, too big to hold. Oh, I forgot what the exact size was. Fluffles is the goodest boy. Fluffles is the goodest boy. And, Falcombe, you would probably get back there not too much longer after that. You might even beat him back just since they had to cool their heels for an hour in the sitting room. But I'll, I'll leave that to whatever you decide. I'll just walk back to Tony's place. I'm going to ask him. Okay, so maybe you're just sitting in the dining room. Witten's fetched you some tea. And uh, you give me a charm roll. Me? No, Falcom. I'm going to ask him for the good stuff. <laughs> I think you are, so that's why I need a charm roll. Roll, 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 dice roll. Yeah, I got nothing. Uh, he tells you that he brought you the good stuff, but it does not taste very good. <laughs> Meanwhile, slam! We did it. Did what? We got we got uh, uh, Merida. Tell him, and then then I I proceed to do Fluffles thing while while I leave Merida to explain. Merida flips out the card and kind of like like tilts it back and forth, saying, "We got information about the Eric Heller theft." What about it? Well, we have the drawer, 
the jewelry store where it got stolen from, so we can go there and look for clues. They were going to make ATM necklaces or bracelets or earrings or something. I'm all for a good necklace, but that seems excessive. You know how those nobles are. I guess so. I like it being one of them. (laughs) Exactly. I'm middling ground, but I'm nothing like make a necklace out of adium rich. The amazing Tony Darkomancy loves flamboyance and excessive display. And then I like toss fluffles in the air and like throw some cards around and catch fluffles before the cards hit the ground. I'm just going to say Meredith starts clapping sarcastically. Thank you. Thank you. And then Tony gets up and gives a bow. Oh, very good, sir. Most excellent. (laughs) Do you guys want to go investigate the jewelry store, or what do you think the best course of action? Absolutely. We are going to become the most famous bunch of adventurers this city has ever seen. But but first I got to go change. And so then at that point, I, I go upstairs to, to change into my usual tuxedo rather than the, the fluffy frills and blue. Merida's going to walk over to Lord Falcone and just be like, so Tony and I had an agreement to not actually steal the ATM, but to give it back to them to help our reputation. Well, that is fantastic news. Uh, Sev will be most relieved. I know how much he cares about Mistress and Master Well, I don't know if that's the wisest idea. Do we still plan on working with Alloy? We already fulfilled the thing with Alloy. He saw we had an ATM. Now we just wait for his orders. Yeah, but he also told us to lay low. Is that laying low? I feel like laying low is just not causing huge amounts of trouble. If we're just returning something, that's usually like a good deed in people's books. It's gonna get around. Word. Yeah, people will know us. Yes, I know. That's what we want. And that's exactly the point I walk back in and say, Exactly! We will be the most famous group of adventurers this city has ever seen! And I've got a cape on this time, and I, like, flourish with it. (laughs) No, that's not what we want. What What are you talking about? That's exactly what we want. We're supposed to be laying low. It's small-time stuff. What are we going to get from this? We'll be in the same position we are now, but we might get hurt. We might get in trouble. We might lose somebody in the party. We'll be famous, sir. And then people will know we're the go-to people to fix the wrongs of the city. Uh, the the Eric Hellers are not without their source of influence in the city, Lord Falco. But that's barely a currency. I'm sure they would pay us handsomely, but are they going to pay us? I think the whole city would know in a day or two it was us that did it. Right. (laughs) That's connections. (laughs) And if we become too big, then Alloy might not want our services anymore. And that was our entire point of getting together in the first place. You'll know that we're really good at our job. I don't want to be famous. I don't just want to be a lord. That's kind but of famous. Wait, if, if you want to be a lord, don't you need to be connected with other lords? Which is what this would do. Merida, I'm right, right? You're the smart one. You're kind of right. I mean, you already Not had those a specific against Eric Heller. If you do this, they could probably forgive you. I don't really need forgiveness. But I would like the funds that another Adium bead would provide. Well, I'm sure they'll pay us. But it won't be anywhere near the actual worth of the ADM. But you can't put a price on a reputation. Right, Wittens? You you taught me that. That is something I have said from time to time, yes. And I do have to agree that the uh, Eric Ellis could be a valuable ally for a reburgeoning house to really make their mark on the new economy. Thank you, Wittens. Well, Tony or I are going to try to do it. Yeah. In fact, we're both going to try and do it. Can I rush back <laughs> to this party, or is that not um, Yeah, I I think this would be a dramatically appropriate time for you to show up. 
All right. Kramer style through the door. Hey, I did that too. Oh, no. Hey, guys. How you doing? What have you been up to? I haven't been doing anything this afternoon other than helping out the community. <laughs> we succeeded. How are you doing, kleptomaniac? Um, Wittens well, is busying um, himself taking all of the china out of the room and hiding it in the kitchen. <laughs> I got my um my shit back. Oh wow, actually I didn't care. I just asked. Oh. Because whatever. Well, trying to oblige, so. But um what are Wait, you guys up? Is to? that the kind of thing you want back? I, I normally this I leave that stuff, out in a ditch. Uh, considering the guy who took it from me, he hurted my feelings absolutely. He was a real jerk face. And um, let's just call it karma, but um, what are you guys doing? We succeeded, and then I gesture towards towards Merida. Merida just gives Tajmil a glare and doesn't talk. Oh, I gave some homeless people blankets. It was great. You should have seen it. The mayor was there. It was fantastic. I just really like helping. So... What's your deal, Tajmil? Do you want to be famous? Famous, absolutely. Uh, quick sidebar, uh, Brian. There is not necessarily a mayor. There would be the Lord Mistborn, who is Spook, which was one of the survivors' crew. So probably the most famous person left alive, you just said, would be there to witness your good deeds. Yeah, he was there. Lord Spook himself, in the flesh. He was standing right beside me. He said, Tajmil, I want to congratulate you on all the help you've been doing for our community. I wish we had more uh, lawful citizens like yourself. And I was like, thanks. That means a lot. Okay, I now have an accent to use for Spook now. But that's not how Spook would speak at all. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> he was in the having of the things and the witnessing. Is Spook that articulate? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't I don't recall him speaking like that. Did did he do an impression? Um, you know, I think he had a cold <laughs> allergies. It's yep, that time of year. Oh boy, allergies makes you talk different. I don't so, think pewter arms can have allergies. Yeah, it was really weird. That's what I told him. What are you guys doing though? <laughs> we were discussing if we wanted to do a job just for a little side cash. Or keep a whole bead of ADM. Now that sounds good. I gotta make up for my lost resources. Oh, so three of us are in agreement. What would you think of a bead of ADM, though? So, any leads on how we're gonna get this back yet, or? Wait, what are we in agreement on? We're going to get some cash. We're gonna get famous. Tony, you're gonna be a big star finally. Your dream is going to come true. I can feel it in my bones. And I, I, Tony didn't quite hear him because he was paying attention to, to Merida. Oh. <laughs> you got ignored. Damn. <laughs> yeah, Tony, Tony you're not going to want to have that same effect Eric on the Heller. audience. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, if you absolutely must know, Tajmil, we are going to go to a jewelry stop, the jewelry shop. That stole the ATM from House Eric Heller and tried to give it back to them for fame and some cash. Nice. It's about time that all this hard work that, you know, we put in to be upstanding, lawful people um, pays off. You know, it's 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 well overdue. Besides, we earned it. Come on, guys. Let's just go. starts laughing loudly. All right, let's go, guys. And then I just like uh, look at Meredith to lead the way. She just kind of looks at you and then turns away sharply like she's ignoring you and walks out the door, like, crooking her finger for Tony to follow. Oh, I, I just and, uh, stupid I, smile and march okay. right out the door. And same, and, and I, I even do the exaggerated, like, arms swinging yep. proudly from side to side, cape flowing behind me. We're doing it in unison. <laughs> Bye, Fluffles. Bye, Wittens. I guess Falcom heads out of <laughs> I was going to say, bye, Lord Falcom. No, because I'm going to have take Sonichu out and have him land right on Falcom's shoulder to cheer him up. Follow! Follow! Yeah, there you go. See, it has a purpose. And on the way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to riot our sense of excitement and everyone within range. 
when did they come up with aluminum hats? I think I want to buy one. They come up with, with what? <laughs> aluminum hats. They protect you from uh, emotional allomancy. Oh, I thought you were literally going to talk about those people that are like, finally, you can protect yourself from 4G and even 5G frequency waves. It's basically that, but for magic. And it actually works. And it actually works. Because it's a magical cure to a magical thing. Instead of a really dumb cure for a really fake thing. Yeah, I, I love how that's a thing in Skadrill. That's just so funny. That was an actual thing Brandon said at one time. He didn't plan for it, but when he saw the opportunity to include people wearing aluminum hats and not being crazy at all, he did it. So I think we will jump ahead and you show up at the special alloy jewelry shop. Through the door and I'm like, hello, is anyone there? Ah, hello, young mistress. What can I do for you today? Perhaps a brooch for that lovely neck of yours. She just starts laughing hysterically at, like, the politeness and flattery of him. Like, just full-on cackling down on her knees. And it lasts for a while. And and I immediately start, like, fake laughing the same way that, like, henchmen do for their bosses. (laughs) Just for clarification, Lord Falcon would just be outside scoping out the place looking for people. Uh, okay, uh, you. I'm not going to make your roll because you don't really see anything. There, there's not much to see uh, other than there is a uh, window that has been boarded up that looks like it was recently broken. Yeah, so Mara stops laughing and like stands up straight and wipes a tear from her eye and just kind of steps forward towards the guy and like, I hear that a beat of ATM was stolen from here from House Eric Heller. What can you tell us about it? No flattery, please. Uh, he immediately goes from his customer service face to his uh, stay away from me, I don't want to deal with customers right now face, and gives you a really flat look and says, that is not something we are open to discussing. But And then he goes back to his customer service face. But perhaps you'd be interested in one of these pewter rings. Good for burning in the pinch in case you are the alamancer type. She starts burning tin and, like, steps closer to him and is like, Are you sure you don't want to say anything? I'm very observational. I could probably- Oh, a tin eye! Of course. I've got so many products I can sell you. Look here at this necklace. Each individual bead is pure tin and can be slipped off- Quick as this, and he just does like a little flick, and you see how it kind of like flicks off of it, and then it is an easy to swallow size. That way, you always has always have tin around when you need it. Useful, would is it not? Ooh. She just kind of gives him a flat look, and she just like steps away from him and just starts walking around the store, looking at anything she can. And uh, I'm just fascinated by the the jewelry, and I say, oh, oh, I uh. I'm a rioter. What have you got for me? Oh, well, I have the most beautiful inset ring. It is not made of your alloy, but it does have a hidden compartment. And then he like, it's kind of a gaudy, obnoxious little ring, but it's got a little compartment in there that you can put like metal dust in and quickly pop open and pop into a drink. Oh, it's kind of ugly. Well, it is a conversation piece. Uh, we are being told that ugly is the new fashion in Elendel. I'm stupid, and even I think that's dumb. What else have you got? <laughs> he drops his customer service face for a second and, like, looks pissed. Well, I, uh, I'm sure that if you wanted a custom piece, we could find something more suited to a manly taste that would give you options for the Alamancer in a dire situation. And uh, I I just shake my head and and uh, and turn my back to him. So can I like? Is there any entrances to like a back room or anything I can see? Yeah, there's a. Um, he's kind of got like display cases. There's no glass in the display cases because everything's out out in the open. But behind the counter where he's been like walking back and forth to follow you and show you the different pieces, uh, there's a doorway going into the back of the room. Yeah, so she's just going to ignore him and just start walking towards the back way. 
Uh, he is going to follow you down the counter, and then when you try and scoot around the edge to go behind where he is, he's going to just put himself in the way. Uh, I'm afraid the back is reserved for staff only, and I don't think you are the type to work at a special alloy jewelry. Oh, well, that would be about the time my ears start perking up. Are you really sure you want to stop us? You're acting very suspicious. Maybe I should tell House Eric Keller that you're the one who actually sold it instead of someone stealing it. Uh, he His face darkens. I do not understand. I have been nothing but gracious to you, and you come in here establishing such wild lies about my business. We are the most respected jeweler in the city. I can have the guards here at a moment's notice. And uh, at the moment that Merida makes her threat, I'm going to riot specifically his sense of fear. Okay, go ahead and roll that. I got a pair of fives and a nudge. Oh, <laughs> you beat him by a nudge. He kind of looks nervous, though, as he's bringing this pompous, like, trying to meet her glare for glare and threat for threat, like, you kind of see his hand, like, twitch a little bit and, like, his eyes dart back and forth. So she's gonna, like, lean forward to him right in her face and just start whispering, if you're such a reputated place, I really don't understand why you wanna push this away. I mean, for such adventurers who have quite a good success with finding a person who was kidnapped, you'd want us to help you to clear off this bad reputation on your store. You say this as if I'm supposed to know who you are. You haven't introduced yourself. You haven't set to even told me you were looking to investigate this for me. You just came in and mentioned our most embarrassing uh, event up to date. And uh, I, I think you should leave now. You are insulting me as well as meddling in something that is not your concern. She's going to back away like shock. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. My dearest apologies. We were hired by House Eric Heller. I totally didn't realize that we forgot to introduce ourselves. We're the party that rescued the missing, um, we were the ones who rescued Mr. Bornholm, and we just want to help House Eric Heller. They have placed quite a amount of trust on us to help solve this. I'm going to need a charm roll for that blatant lie. <laughs> yeah, it is a lie, isn't it? <laughs> And uh, as as she's saying that, I pipe in and, like, again, stretch out my limped leg. And I'm like, yeah, it was crazy. We had to fight all these people. And I got hurt and then my leg. And, and starts just, like, launching into the whole story like he told all those people in the square. I got two threes. All right. He, uh, he, he kind of calms down a bit. He takes a deep breath, lets it out. And he says... If you are here to investigate, I don't know what you might hope to gain from here. They have been long gone. As you can see, they burst through the window there, and he points to the boarded-up window, and they went straight to the safe and left everything else. It was as if they knew exactly what to get, and they even broke in through the new Techiel safe as if it were nothing. So I, I, don't, I don't see what information you have here, and you are disturbing the other customers. And uh, you look around and notice that there's nobody else in the shop. She kind of pulls out her notebook and she's like, well, I can see that there are no customers to, as you say, like interrupt and just whatever. So how about you tell us a description of the people that broke in, like the type of clothing? They're well, look, there's the a man right there browsing through the window. I'm sure he might be coming in if it weren't for these three ragamuffins in my shop. And he points at Lord Falcombe. She chuckles. Oh no, he's with us. Rust and ruin. That's Lord Falcombe. I'm just gonna slank out of here in this situation. Oh, you weren't gonna try and steal anything? Oh no, I am. Just I'm just gonna go outside and see what the architecture looks like. Lord Falcombe, what are you doing? I'd just be kind of pacing and might be checking out back alleyways. I'd want to be checking the possible egress routes I would take if I had just robbed this place. I'm trying to piece together what the other crew would have done. Okay. Um, around the back of the shop, there is no other door. Uh, so as far as you can tell, there are only two. there's only the two entrances, the one that they made through the window, and then the door, which looks very secure, like very thick wood, 
And it, it seems like you would, even someone of your stature might have trouble breaking it in, which is why they decided to go through the window from what you can surmise. And I couldn't determine where they would have left any back streets, any kind of common routes. Um, it would be on like a pretty central part of town since they are a more established jewelry oh, shop. Okay. So as far as like, you know, just pick a direction and go and they could escape in any direction. Uh, Merida and Tony, I want both of you to give me a wits roll. So that's two for me, right? Yep. I got two fives and a six. Uh, and actually go ahead and uh, add another one for your uh, spy. Okay, two fives, two ones, and a six. All right, you can tell that he is not being honest with you completely. Okay, well, she's gonna, um, well, no, hold on. Um, Okay, she's gonna lean up right up to her face, and she's like, you seem a little nervous. Is something wrong? Of course there's something wrong. I've got three people in my shop who will not leave, but... As he said this, like he, his eyes dart back and forth again. His hand twitches, and like he, he even shrinks back a little bit from your calculated gaze. Hmm. Tajmil just left. Yeah, Tajmil just walked out the door. No, I mean, I, I literally say that. Too. Oh, she's just gonna gasp. Two, rag- two ragamuffins. She's just. Gonna- I'm not a ragamuffin. I'm dressed very nicely. <laughs> And then I, like, exhibit the cape. Well, I think your cape is ugly. So Mado's just gonna gasp and just be like, <gasps> Tajmil's gone! Were you watching him? Who knows what we have taken? You know what a kleptomaniac he is. About that time, am I seeing anything <laughs> outside of this establishment that I can maybe gain access to parts of the building that they don't like public being? Um, nothing really more than Lord Falcombe would have noticed. Um, there might be another window in the back, but in terms of, like, the four corners of the building, you don't see anything uh, of note other than the broken window in the front door that's heavily secured. Okay, I got a question. What's the roof made out of? Uh, I would assume wood. Actually, why don't, um, Falcombe and, uh, Tajmil, why don't both of you give me a wits? Oh, we're actually the smarter people. Everybody's equally smart in the group, except for Tony. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. The smarter people. I got a six, a six, and two threes. Two threes? What's up? You said two threes? Yeah, two threes. And the two nudges. Three fives and a six. All right, um, you both kind of notice at the same time, uh, Falcom, as you get around to the front, that there is glass laying on the ground on the outside of the building that looks like it's been shattered. So we just solved the real Sherlock Holmes mystery, the inside job. All right, well then, can we go back and confront the shop owner about this newfound? Absolutely. All right. Burst in the door again, both of us. Tajmil, did you steal anything? Merida thinks you might have. Start flipping <laughs> the coin again. Just the opposite. In fact, I think we might have accidentally stumbled upon one of the biggest capers to hit this part of the town in a long while. Lord Falcon. And I immediately turn to the shopkeeper and say, See, he likes my cape. <laughs> Well, who are you? Addressing the shopkeeper. I, ha- I haven't even talked to this dude yet. I don't know what you guys are on about. He's the guy that hates my cape, even though it's awesome, like Tajmil said. Let me ask you this, shopkeep. You got any other employees that work for you? I just work for Mr. Conrad. Uh, I am Jame. You are who? Jame? My name is Jame, and I run the shop for Mr. <clears throat> Conrad. Okay, so you work by yourself then here? Uh, on the days when Mr. Conrad or his family members aren't working, of course. Well, Can I the cut whole in for reason. A sure. <clears throat> so Merida's just gonna move away, like, so Lord Falcone and Tajmil have 
area to go in and intimidate him instead. And are you trying to sneak in? Because you can, like, telegraph that to me, and I'll try and help misdirect the shopkeeper to keep his attention on them. Oh, yeah, that's great. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really try to riot up um, the shopkeeper's sense of fear. Give me another roll. Do I get a bonus for misdirection? Sure. Got a pair of twos and a nudge. Yeah, he got nothing, so he is looking very scared. Who else was working here the day of the uh, robbery? The day of the robbery, uh, there was nobody... Well, the day of, I was working, but there was nobody in the shop at that time. They broke in at the dead of night. Who closed the shop that night? That that would be me. So who'd you sell the aiding to? I am just appalled at this... False accusation. Listen, give it up. We know it was you. We found the broken glass. They broke a window. There's going to be no, no, glass. no. The way this window was broken could only have been broken from the inside out. Unless you want to explain how some people got down there, able to break the window from the inside out, I'm going to have to say it was you. That is, unless the owner is going to rob his own shop. Meredith's going to try to sneak over the counter while they're talking. Uh, give me a physique roll. Any bonus for the distraction? Uh, yeah, add, or, well, what are you doing to distract him? Because you, you rioted his sense of fear, but you haven't really provided a distraction. Uh, I, I was, they're talking to him was what I was going for. Well, yeah, wouldn't he be, like, caught up and focused in on us then, or? Like, because you'd feel like we're a threat. Okay, yeah, go ahead and add one die. Okay, I got two twos. Uh, you get behind the counter, and he's kind of, like, turned away towards where Lord Falcombe came in from the front of the shop, and you manage to sneak into the back. Uh, as you walk in, uh, you notice that there are, there's, like, a workbench with a whole bunch of different alloys of different metals, a couple of works in progress there. Um, there's a whole bunch of shelves with extra pieces. You see multiples of that necklace in uh, different uh, different types of metal. Um, you know, like one's tin, one's pewter. Um, you know, obviously trying to cater to the female alamancers in the city. And then in the corner, there is a safe. And it looks uh, very modern, obviously, of Tekiel design, them being the leaders in security for the city. So no one's broke into the safe, huh? <laughs> Well, it's it's a modern safe. You can't really tell like if they had been able to open it or not, but it is combination safe. Oh, okay. It's not like the the door has been ripped off its hinges or anything, or it's been stolen compl- entirely. Well, can um can she put her like with her tin, put her ear against the um safe and try to crack it that way? Because I I thought you could do that with those kind of safes. Um, I think you would have to have some sort of experience with it. So what I'm, what I'm going to say is that you can try it. I'm only going to give you two bonus to your wits for 10 burning. You're not going to get that plus five. Okay. I'll just try to sneak back out there. Okay. That's, that's totally fine. I Uh, I won't make you roll it. If she flared her medals or something, if she could hear the ticking of a combination clock. Well, it's not necessarily that she can't hear it. It's that she wouldn't have the experience to know what that means. If she flared it, I'd give her the plus three, but I'm not going to give her the full five to her add to her wits. Okay, then I'll flare oh, it. Sounds like a good shot to me. What, John? So it sounds like a good shot to me. I mean, what's going to happen? It just doesn't open? Yeah, I'll try it then. All right, roll me seven dice if you're going to flare. Six if you're not. I'm going to flare. I mean, might as well. You're least likely to run out of metals. Okay, I have two ones, two twos, and a nudge. Yeah, I needed fives for that. So, um, with your minimal experience, but with the aid of your tin, we'll say that you spend a couple of minutes while they've got him distracted trying to open the safe, and that you have no such luck. But that also makes you feel like it would be difficult for a thief to do it um, as well, just because you had such problems. Okay, with cool. It. I sneak back out there. So where were we with the argument? 
Well, do you want to explain anything to yourself? I mean, I still don't see how this window is getting busted going with the glass going out. I, I th- as far as I know, when somebody breaks a window, glass falls everywhere. That well, doesn't mean as far anything. As you know, maybe we'd I cleaned like- up all of the glass on the inside. Because of the way that it's laying and the way that we're looking at the shards, they're facing outwards. Clearly, the force came from inside the building. You know what? Maybe we ought to contact your employer and find out if he's, you know, has any insight into this new discovery to the case of these thieves and figure get to the bottom of this adium thief. And I'm going to flare the the fear on that point. Do I know where this guy's house is at by chance? Because if that's the case, I'm just going to, you know... Gotta go fast. No, you would oh, not shit. know. But John, go ahead and give me give me a roll there. While I desperately try and figure out what would be the intimidation stat in Mistborn. Okay, I'm just doing it at six, right? Since it's no longer a distraction. Yep. Oh, I nailed it. I got a pair of fives and a nudge. Okay, we'll, we'll say this adds two to the roll, and um, you're kind of going with a logic-based Sherlock Holmes kind of thing. So, Lord Falcom and Tajmil, why don't you both give me a wits plus two roll? All right. <clears throat> two fours, a six, two ones, and a two. Just got two nudges. Okay, so with Tajmil kind of like leaning in heavily, flipping the coin, the vast amount of fear, and then we'll even say that he notices Merida coming out of the back room. Um, he's just going to drop the charade and uh, say, listen, they paid me more money than I make here in a year to get at this ATM. In, in fact, I think it might have been more money than this ATM would have been worth back in the days of the final empire. So I, what, what do I have to do to get you to let me keep my job and not go to All the you have to do is give us some names. And some money. Yeah, and g- give give each of my friends a piece of jewelry while you're at it. And then we'll be out of here. We won't say a word to your employer, and this <laughs> whole thing will down. never have even happened. Give me an influence roll. Somebody. Somebody? Any of us? That's probably going to want to be Merida. You're you're all pretty terrible and in oh Merida's got good influence. Yeah, I have five. Yeah, I got um two fives and a nudge. Okay, uh Tony, uh add one to your or subtract one from the permanent resources spent because he's going to give you money. Um Merida, why don't you add the tin necklace to your inventory? Um, but during the next short breather, you're going to have to work out your props because this is going to put you over the total number of props that you can have. Okay, question two. So if you don't want the necklace, you can get rid of it, but it, it will say that it acts as three vials on its own. Well, couldn't it just be a normal item rather than a prop? Uh, well, the way that normal items work in the Mistborn Adventure game is that if they're not props and it's something that you got during the course of that adventure... Once that adventure is over, or you take a long breather, or anything like that, the item disappears. Oh. So the reason that uh, Merida was able to keep the dueling cane that she got in episode four was only because before we went to an official long breather, um, she got a bonus uh, resource from the from Palco, the ship owner. Gotcha. Um, I got a question. <clears throat> While he's yep. delving out these things, is it able for me to uh, swipe something just for posterity? Um, he would. I, I don't. He would give you um, something that you might want if you you wanted to go that way. But if you're just stealing for the sake of stealing to need, then yeah, it, it, yeah. Pro- I kind of like. Could I do it like both? I guess it depends on if you you actually want something of value I on do, it. I just want to get rid of one of the. I want to get one resource back. Okay, uh, yeah, go ahead and add that back. And as he's, um, like, he kind of puts boxings into what would be the register, even though there's no registers, as he's handing, like, to replace what would be technically sold in order for him to not get in trouble and giving coins to, um, Falco, or to Tony, uh, he tells you the names Glim and Taman. 
and Merida, you know exactly who those two are and where their normal hideout is. Um, one, one last thing. Um, Tony is is going to shake his hand and and say, uh, "You've been very, um, very helpful, uh, young man. Um, can consider this. Uh, you can call upon me for a small favor sometime." And as he's shaking your hand and like kind of like looking down in shame, he says, I don't actually think your cape is ugly. I was just sensitive because I was the one who designed that ring. And uh, Tony gives him a big hug at that and, and says, okay, maybe a, a slightly bigger favor. Then. And I think that's where we're going to end tonight's episode. All right. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, a little bit of uh, Sherlock Holmes mystery action there. Uh, we will return again in two weeks. Uh, hope you turn in for us then. And as always, uh, thanks so much for your support. We hope that you like, share, tell your friends, review us on iTunes, whatever you can do. Uh, we always like hearing the nice things that you guys say because it makes all of this yeah. worthwhile. So we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, one more quick announcement before we leave you for the week. Uh, once again, we'd like to invite you to come join our Discord server. The invitation is in the show notes. And to help promote the Discord server, this week we are releasing the first episode of Season 1.5 with the Alloy of Law era group. That way you can get to know them a little bit better when you're interacting with them on the Discord. So this week you are getting your a double dose of Lost Legends of Scadrille. Now, it is still going to be released uh, on schedule, so if you do listen to it early, you will have one week of dead time where you're going to get that same episode possibly tweaked a little bit if I go through and edit it one more time but it is a lot of fun I had so much fun playing and and running the game for them I know they had a lot of fun playing it I think it turned out really great I'm really happy to share with this this new group with you and I hope that you come check them out a little bit early and then come talk about it with us on the discord also stay tuned uh next week we are going to do a giveaway with a set of the Mistborn Alamancy dice by Crafty Games uh, we are going to be running that giveaway through the Discord server, so if you want any chance of winning that set of dice, make sure you join the group. Otherwise, you have no chance of winning. So one more time, please come join our Discord community. It's already been a lot of fun, even with the few members we've attracted so far. So come jump in, introduce yourselves, join the conversation, and we hope to see you there. Mistborn and all related properties are owned by Brandon Sanderson and Dragonsteel Entertainment. The Mistborn Adventure Game is a product of Crafty Games. Special thanks to Steve Argyle for letting us use his artwork for the logo, and to Boardroom Design for putting the logo together for us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at LLOS Podcast, or give us an email at lostlegendsofscadriel at gmail.com. We hope that you'll like and share and give us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.